Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the eight bit Friday the Thirteenth Part Three theme song. <laughs> if you're wondering how obscure we possibly get around here, that was uh, that's a deep cut, man. That is a deep cut. That's a wayback machine right there. <laughs> so uh, I, I found that one, and I was like, this one's this one has to be done. Uh, the one that we were talking about before, uh, I'm working on that one too. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's not lost. Don't worry. Uh, it's not. It's not ignored. Uh, I promise you. Uh, I have actually uh, put in a request to an eight-bit maker um, to custom oh, make one. So I, 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 I don't want you to feel like when you uh, request something that it goes unheard. So just so you know, it's a thing. But all new episode. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits with an all new episode. And this one, I know we say that it's a doozy all the time. We're like, this episode's a doozy. This one, oh my goodness, this one is an episode (laughs) you're going to want to hear. This one is a doozy. It's true. It's true. You're going to want to hear this. But before we actually get going, I had a small question for you. Okay. What is the question you get asked the most about this show? Um, and like recording or anything like that? Because I've got one, and like the obvious question that everyone asks first is, y'all banged yet? Right. Well, and, um, uh, yes. Yes, multiple times. Years ago. Uh. Years ago. <laughs> uh, what I like to tell everybody is we're friends with benefits. I mean, we're not gay, and I should know because we've showered together, and it's not weird. No, no. It actually makes I, I prefer it that way when you stay over. We can serve water. <laughs> right. You're so, you're so short, it's yeah. fine. It's 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 a little weird, but uh, to the outsider, but once you it's it's one of those it's like a car wreck like you can't turn away and then you're like it's beautiful. Oh yeah. It's majestic. Sure. Like it, it's you just you got to see it. Yeah, and you understand. But uh, no, the question that I get asked the most when I tell people uh, like I'm like, oh yeah, I do a podcast, and they're like, what's it called? And I say it's Friends with Benefits podcast, and they they immediately think it's uh, like it's a sex slash relationship yeah. podcast. They oh, what's it about? And like they think they know what it's about, and then I'm like, oh no, we just we just shoot the shit about you know stuff um, about you know whatever we happen to think of, and I'll say you know like we talked about uh, you know the company that that cryogenically freezes people. Uh, we talked about conspiracy. Like I, I go through like all of the like the non-traditional stuff that we've talked about. I, I'm like we do oh, yeah. we do deep dives into cultures. Like we've we've uh, we've talked about uh, juggalos, juggalos, and, furries. Yeah. So I'm like I try and give like the like the broad spectrum. Like this is what it's about um, because people give me that look. Like once I tell them what it's called, and then they're like, "What's it about?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've had a couple of those. Um, I think the strangest one was uh, when I told the on one of the like big family Zoom calls. They all knew. They all knew I was part of Talk Nerdy to me. So right. when they asked what the new show was, ah. and I explained it, uh, one of my aunts goes, "Well, that's interesting." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, um, you know, we just wanted to play on words. We had a different name at first, but then we ended up settling on Friends with Benefits because we liked it more." Uh, but yeah, and I mean, you know, 
people like us, and it's an attention-grabbing name. So. Yeah, it really is. Like it's a it's a name where you go, wait, what? Like you double take. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I have to say, uh, when when people ask me like the genre, or they're like, you know, like what like what kind of show is it? I have to say, it's a lifestyle-oriented program uh, for. Um, I, I try and say life, lifestyle-oriented program um, that's not for kids is basically how I say it. As like a more elaborate way of just saying we just we make a lot of we make a lot of inappropriate jokes and um, yeah. so um, I want you to know how um, the restraint that I've used by not. Um, by not pitching to talk about how much I hate cancel culture because cancel culture is like the most, like I, I saw today real quick before we get into the, the real point of the show that now people are just now discovering the man show and they're trying to get yeah. they're trying to get Jimmy Kimmel canceled because of uh, stuff that happened on the Man Show like years and years ago. Not being smart enough to realize that the Man Show is satire and parody, and so they're acting like it's real. Like um, you know, they for a show that had segments uh, like uh, household hints from adult film stars, uh, and and so, like it's just. If you take it seriously, you got a problem. So, like, I thought the Man Show, and I still do to this day, think the Man Show is hilarious because I get the joke. Like, they're being, they're being satirical of the concept of like, oh, we're manly men. Like, it's a joke. And if you take it seriously, you got a problem. But anyway. So yeah, I saw the Man Show trending on Twitter today, and I was like, "Oh, is the Man Show coming back?" Like, and, it, and it's having like a you know a woke twist, which would be the dumbest thing I've heard. But no, it was even dumber than that because it's like people want Jimmy Kimmel taken off TV now because he was on the Man Show like twenty, 20 years ago. Yeah, over yeah between yeah it was like it was yeah it was twenty years ago, and so yeah people are up in arms, and it's like. Um, okay, you guys are stupid, but we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about our friend of the show, uh, our friend Jay and his podcast. Uh, I started listening to it, by the way. Oh, nice. How was it? Uh, it's been so busy at work. I have. Like legitimately, I think for the past two days, I've listened to like 40 minutes of the audiobook I'm on. Oh, nice, nice. Um, no, so, no, not nice. <laughs> I normally can get about three hours in a day. Uh, no, it's good. It's fun. Like I see, and here's the thing: is like I haven't, I haven't been able to like catch up with him for a while. Uh, so you know, it's 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 nice to hear you know, what he's been up to and the things that are going on, uh, in his life and, uh, his work and, uh, with him and his wife and his family, uh, lovely family, by the way, uh, top notch people. I like them. 
Uh, Great people. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's good. It's good just to hear, um, you know, just, just, just to catch up with him and know, um, you know, just, just, just to, to, to hear what he's, what he's, what he's up to now. Uh, you know, it's like catching up with an old friend. It's very like, um, he's doing it like a, uh, like a blog kind of. So it's kind of like a free form, like as thoughts come to him, which is, which is good to, it, it's kind of, it, it's fun to hear the, 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 the stream of consciousness with his, with his thought process. So I can um, dig it. I can dig it. Uh, he gives his thoughts about pro wrestling and, um, stuff like that. So that's good. Um, Speaking of something that needed a whole lot of cancel culture. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just going to say, I'm glad that I uh, stopped paying attention to Joey Ryan about six, eight months ago. Um, so yeah, the t-shirt I had had has found its way into the trash, but I always got compliments on my legalized sleaze, bright pink t-shirt that I can no longer wear. Nope. Burn it. Um, but you know what you can do is you can listen to before it all starts again with our friend. Jim. Yes, you can. And you should. Uh, yeah. Joey Ryan, trash person, Jim Cornette, probably trash person. Uh, Marty Skrull. Yeah. Trash person. Um, uh, yeah. Just so many garbage people. Um, yeah, we could be here. We could be here for three hours yeah. discussing all this, but you know what? We're, we're, we're not going to talk about, uh, we have absolutely no intention this week of talking about uh, the bad stuff in pro wrestling at all. Nope. Uh, nope. So we're not talking about pro wrestling in any form, uh, in any way at all, ever, today. So our new segment that's taking the place of the video game console countdown is... Sorry, I'm adjusting the mixer board, and uh, when my when I get this new mixer, it's going to be a lot easier for me to not have to lean away. I'm I'm trying a new setup. I've got a new table, uh, and I've, so I've got a new setup, um, but it's causing me to lean down a lot, so I'm leaning away from the mic. But it's, okay, instead of you know we're done with our video game console countdown, uh, and since we're not talking about anything bad in pro wrestling that's going on right now, instead we're going to replace it with. A little segment that we like to call, <laughs> you can't do that on pro wrestling. Uh. Can't do it. Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep. And he's down there. Ah. Ugh. <laughs> Stuff doesn't age well. No, not at all. If it's not white, it's not right. Oh, yeah, we got to describe that one. It's a, it's a super deep cut for anybody that gets that music. I hope you're proud of the joke we made there. <laughs> Basically, what we're doing is, uh, by the way, that if it's not white, it's not right. Uh, Chavo Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. don't worry, we'll discuss that oh, yeah. soon. That's coming. Uh, there's also a few more sounds that I haven't added yet. We're going to continue to add to that opening for a while because, uh, you know, we're... You'll understand. Chavo Guerrero 
uh, at one point in order to advance his career, changed his name. This is all storyline wise, not legitimately uh, changed his name to Kerwin White, uh, which to become a Chavo Guerrero, uh, proud Hispanic Guerrero wrestler. Changed his name to Kerwin White to be part of middle-class white America. Took up golfing, had Dolph Ziggler as a caddy. And his catchphrase, because his name was Kerwin White, was if it's not white, it's not right. And his theme song, his entrance music, though, was incredible. But we'll get to that, too. We're not there yet. Uh, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty boss. But... That's not what we're here to talk about today. I just wanted to explain the fact that when we say it's not white, it's not right. It's not. Uh, um, it's not. It's not racist. Uh, I mean, it, it was racist, but we're not saying it like that way. Yeah, uh, we're giving you the uh, the backstory. Uh, you know what we're talking about today? Oh God, no! We are talking about something great. You, you love so good to me. And this makes me sad because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is going to make you, uh, this is going to change your opinion on me and my uh, professional wrestling outlook forever. Okay. Uh, Billy Gunn, probably one of my, I would put him in my top, definitely top 10, maybe top five favorite wrestlers to watch of all time. Gunn was always, like, he always did consistently good work. If he didn't. Reagan have asthma real bad in the Attitude Era. Uh, yeah. That was like if you if you listen to a lot of the um, uh, the backstage stuff, like they were trying to the, when he got the um, the King of the Ring '99 rub, and uh, he was poised for a big big skyrocket main event push. Uh, yeah, turn that shit off. Um, <laughs> He couldn't. That was the reason he kept. They kept putting him back in tag matches was because uh, he would have to tag out because he his asthma would act up during matches. Like he couldn't do fifteen twenty minute matches without a break because of his asthma, which sucks. Like that's what kept him. That like there was more to it, but like that was a driving force. Like they they knew that they couldn't book him in extended matches. And that sucks because I liked Billy Gunn. Yeah, what happened to him after the King of the Ring run and all the DX stuff ended? Oh, he got he got his face shoved in a fat woman's ass. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, he went away for a little while, and then he came back, uh, and he was managed by Tori Wilson, which was awesome for him uh, and us because we got to see her a lot, and then. Um, well, that was after. Never mind. Before that, <laughs> nothing happened at all, at all, ever. Not nothing really. ever. No, yeah, not, 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 I, I can't, I can't lie. He was uh, put into a tag team, Billy and Chuck, with a, their stylist Rico, who uh, you might remember from American Gladiators, uh, as a. An ambiguously maybe gay tag team. Mm -hmm. And it culminated. First of all, let's just give props to the fact that they retained their titles at WrestleMania X8 uh, in a four-way tag team match um, in, in grand fashion. 
good for them. Uh, but they would, um, they would struggle after that. And their tag team run is probably most known for the Billy and Chuck wedding ceremony that took place on SmackDown where it, it, it's just, it's bad. Uh, where, um, after a, after a proposal, uh, it was, it was, it later revealed to not upset people that they weren't proposing to be gay lovers. They were proposing to be tag team partners for life. When they said they want to be partners, they meant tag team partners. Yeah. Cause I know they even, they got praised by, oh gosh, I can't remember what it is, but it was one of the big like advocates for gay rights and all that. They got praised like WWE got praised for the storyline until the wedding happened. Yeah. Because Eric Bischoff was actually the preacher and still one of the best makeup jobs I've ever seen WWE do. Uh, and they were in the midst of a feud with uh, Jamal and Rosie, Three Minute Warning, who then broke up the uh, the gay the non the gay non gay wedding non wedding, um, and that was also during the point of um, uh, I don't even want to say HLA on Raw because what a weird time for Monday Night Raw. But you've got Chuck Palumbo, who you know six six uh, built like a brick house uh, solid solid worker put together with Billy Gunn one of they always used to say Billy Gunn was one of the best pure athletes in the WWE and I think like him and Shelton Benjamin and Eddie Guerrero were like we're up there like I would put Billy Gunn in a a, a higher class than what he was booked um, just because he, he could go and like, he would, he would, uh, like he could press slam people and have like strong guy moves like powerhouse moves, but then he could also move real fast. Uh, like he, he was agile. So he was, he was a good mix. He had a good look. Uh, he was a handsome man still is man's still friggin' built. It's true. You know that he's older than the undertaker. No, look it up. He was like a year or two younger than Taker. We're gonna we're gonna go to the Wikipedia's right now. Uh, I'm gonna look up Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is 56 years old, turning 57 this year. Undertaker. I think Undertaker is 55. Undertaker is 55. Wow! Right. Good for Billy Gunn. Did I just blow your mind that Billy Gunn is older than the Undertaker. Yeah, that's really, really surprising. Yeah, uh, you can still watch Billy Gunn wrestling every week on AEW, just about, with his son. His son now wrestles. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this this wedding, um, gosh, like, it was awful from the beginning to the end. I think it's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Um, easily, easily makes the, uh, you can't do that on WWE anymore. I mean, and uh, like I feel like they backed themselves into a corner. Like they they didn't know how to end the storyline, so they were just like, uh, 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 wedding. Yeah, 
It was, oh, let's just have a wedding. Uh, it was, it was awkward and uncomfortable for everybody, like everybody watching, everybody there. It was just weird. And everybody was kind of wondering, like, what the hell is the payoff? Like, what the hell is, is this payoff going to be? Because, like, they're, they're not really gonna get married. Like, no, no wedding in the world of professional wrestling doesn't end they're like contract signings uh the best way that i've ever heard it described is uh they always end in some sort of physical calamity i've never seen a a contract signing or a wedding in the wwe that doesn't end with people fighting uh much like real weddings so it, but so everyone was just kind of waiting for like, what's the, what's the deal? What's the deal? Not a good payoff. Not a good, like not, not a good storyline. Awful storytelling. No good payoff. Cause it was a feud that no one really cared about. Just abysmal all the way around. Didn't do anybody any favors, made everybody look kind of bad. And, uh, it didn't benefit anybody. And it was just kind of offensive to be offensive. Yeah, it's not like it. It's not like it skyrocketed Billy Gunn or Chuck Palumbo into like the main event spot or did anything like it. It built up what a Survivor Series tag team match or something. I think it was like it wasn't even a big four. It was like an Unforgiven match. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like a main pay per view. It was just oh yeah, your Unforgiven match. Uh, there you go. So yeah, what a, just just a waste. So useless, pointless, uh, offensive, just kind of like, and when I say offensive, I mean, it's just offensive from a storytelling perspective and just like edgy to be edgy. Oh, they're gay. So like they would do these like backstage things where like they would, someone would open the door and like one would be helping the other stretch their calves out. So it would look like they're in some kind of like gay pose. Like just, just, you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. just, just trying to be like, oh, look at us! We got two dudes, and one's got his his groin on the other one's butt. Ooh, isn't that isn't that funny? And, or like, you know, they're eating hot dogs, and it's just like stuff like that. That's like, really, like, are we not better than better storytellers than this? Can we not? Apparently not. Can we not yeah. tell a better story than like? Um, you know, Chuck Palumbo going, hey, man, hand me that wiener. Uh, I, I can't wait to get that wiener in my mouth. And they're, and they're eating hot dogs. Like, come on. Like, just just not good storytelling. I think that's my biggest issue with it. It's not that, like, you know, it's quote unquote offensive. But it's like it's offensive to me as a viewer because it's bad storytelling. And it's just it, it's like dumb stereotypes to try and be funny like it's like it's funny, you know. Yeah, and it was when they were still like trying to do like edgy crap, but like none of it worked. Yeah, it was like, like some of the some like some of the Cena raps that just fell flat. Yeah, it was like it was post Attitude Era, but it was like where they were losing viewers, so they were trying to do stuff that was like edgy but not too edgy. Like they didn't want um, like pregnancies and abortions and miscarriages and stuff like that. They didn't want like people sleeping with each other's wives 
but you know, they, they still wanted to be quote unquote edgy. And so like they tried stuff like that, which wasn't edgy. (laughs) It was just like, it was just, it was dumb. Like it was just, it was not good. Um, so yeah, that, that era, like right after they changed to WWE is a really weird time. It is. And we're going to touch on that a few more times. Yeah, we're not done with that, but that's, that, that's, uh, that's kind of one of the, one of the things that we're going to cover, uh, until we come up with a better segment, uh, or until we run out of crappy wrestling ideas, which will Mm, not happen. No, that won't happen. So until we come up with another idea, (laughs) we're just going to keep doing, you can't do that on WWE now. So, uh, so yeah, I can't wait to, um, break down more awful garbage. Uh, I can't wait till we get to, I choppy choppy your pee pee. Uh, we'll get there soon. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that, that could be a two parter. Cause we could talk about that and then also just talk about the character it happened to. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, and then, yeah, just, uh, oof, oofa, just so much. Um, ugh. I just, I can't. Um, so, uh, you know, we touched on it a little bit before. I know we're not going to talk a whole lot about it, but, uh, um, a lot of, a lot of stuff's been unfolding, uh, in the public eye right now. Uh, not just in professional wrestling, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, pop culture, uh, is being, I don't want to say if exposed is the right word, but being called out and, um, being, um, there's a lot of allegations going out about a lot of stuff and I can't help but think back a couple years ago when you texted me and you were like, <laughs> man, I got a great idea for a Lexi, Lexicon cosplay. And I was like, do tell i'm i'm okay with i like i'm i'm ready to hear about you know some cosplay ideas and it would have worked out so well and it was per it would have been perfect because you were like check it and i I think i just sent you a picture yeah you you were just like here you go bam photo and i was like love it absolutely love everything about this because it's perfect it's perfect for like our body types it's perfect for our personalities it was like the perfect team cosplay. So to uh, fill you in as you know, we're both professional wrestlers and this was the yeah. old summer of, I believe 2016. I think so. And I proposed this idea Yeah. and I am of course uh, talking about the tag team of Enzo Amore and yeah. big Cass. Yeah, which I don't know if you followed their careers. <laughs> uh, the the term "crash and burn" applies for both of them in a hard way. Yeah, uh, Enzo was basically like one of the most hated people in the locker room by the time he was let go um, for you know allegations that turned out to not be true. Isn't that crazy? The, that they're not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sad. Like, and it's sad that I'm saying that 
Like it really is genuinely sad that I'm saying that, but yeah, it's, it's surprising. It wasn't true. Yeah. Um, but then like big Cass got, uh, he lost his damn mind. Well, he went, well, I mean, I'm talking when he was even still just with WWE, he went off script and attacked that little person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, excuse me. We have another word for that. Oh, the M word? Yeah. Yeah, he attacked the midget. Thank you. I was going to say, I'm going to say it if you won't, because I, <laughs> I'm i not afraid of... Um, fair, fair. You know what? Like, I've got, I got, I got jokes that I'm not going to say, <laughs> because you'll get mad at me for, uh, for saying these jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to text it to you as you, as you're talking, and then you can tell me if, if it's too offensive. Yeah, he did that, and then he... Uh, he and Carmella had split and he got drafted to SmackDown, the show she was on. And apparently they got into an altercation backstage that ended up with him, like grabbing her by the arm and pulling her and like grabbing her where he then got approached by three people in the WWE locker room. I would not want to come up to me, Eric Rowan and the Usos. Yeah. Um, so he got fired shortly after that. Uh, and then, you know, there was the Janela Enzo incident at a Little Wayne and Blink One Eighty Two concert because why not? That's still a thing that I don't understand. Like not 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 what happened, but like that concert. Did you ever listen to the band Cold? Like, were you ever familiar with them? They had that song "Stupid Girl" in yeah, like '03. I know of them, but I, I like I think I heard like that song, and that's it. Uh, they also had they had something on the Tough Enough soundtrack, a song called like "Gone Away." Um, they toured with Weezer. So you had this like new metal kind of like hard rock band and like the OG emo group. I just want to know like who, like why? Who put that together is my question. Like who put that? So I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to backtrack. And you know, there was the Enzo incident with Janela and, uh, then like Cass had some issues. I don't really like, and I, again, I'm not going to punish anyone for having mental health issues or stuff, but like his stuff went unchecked for a long time to the point where like, I know he passed out at a show and had a seizure and because people are the worst and it took forever to get someone to call nine one one because everyone just wanted pictures and film of it because people are the worst. And then, yeah. uh, at another show where Janela was wrestling I guess they kind of got into a small argument. Cass's match either got moved up or he got cut from the card completely. And then he was in the parking lot screaming about how he was going to kill himself, kill Joey Janela and all this stuff to the point where like they had to call the cops. And even Joey Janela, who is kind of like notoriously kind of douchey was like, I really hope he gets the help he needs. I think deep down he's not a bad dude, Janela. I think no, I think I mean cool I, I I I can see him being a really good dude, and uh, that dude uh, has you, you want to talk about someone who's gone after Joey Ryan? Yeah. Well, rightfully so, right now. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, I was just happy that, uh, we, cause I think there was actually a, a text between us that was like, dodged that bullet. 
Yeah. Like we, we dodged that one. Um, you know, <laughs> pretty, did you see my text? Yeah. That's how you text. There you go. That's, that's for you. Cause I won't, I won't say that on air. Um, fair, fair, fair. but I think it's true. Uh, I'll agree with that. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to know the offensive thing that I texted Koran, just ask me, I'll tell you. Ask either of us. Yeah. It, it'll be good. You'll laugh. I promise. Um, so yeah, I, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I'm real happy that we never did that. Um, because that would have been bad. Um, uh, that wouldn't, but then it made me, it also got me thinking about, um, you know, other times in my life that I've wanted to do something and then didn't, but it turned out to be good. And I know you have as well. <sighs> yeah. That's a heavy sigh. Yeah, I think we've all got them. Uh, lead the way, princess. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Um, I will tell you. Um, uh, it, I, 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 it depends on how uh, how far down the road you consider this a dodged bullet. But I'll let, let, let's, let's travel down this road. So uh, when I worked at a toy store... Um, there was this girl that was there and I was like, man, she's, she's really cute. Um, I, I like, I got a thing for her and I'm like, all right. Like, so I'm, I'm, you know, flirting with her. And at, at some point, uh, she's a, she's a seasonal employee and I'm a regular employee. This is like Christmas time. So at the end of her at the end of her time there, all the seasonal people get let go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, now I, I gotta, I gotta talk to her because, you know, I, I'm never going to see her again because, you know, I, I never saw her before she started working here. And I'm so uh, odds are, I'm never going to see her afterwards. That's just how my brain works. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask her out. We, I ask her out. She says, yes, we go to dinner. And, um, we go back to my place, which, uh, was the, the infamous, uh, top floor above the Asian family apartment, which we're going to get to talk about that at some point, like at length. Uh, we're going to call that the episode, uh, we're going to call that episode, uh, the, the apartment that took years off my life is what that one's going to be called, but we're not there yet. Cause that one, Oh my God, I've got some stories from there, but anyway, buddy, we can, we can totally do an episode about living in apartment stories. Yeah. Oh God, we've got to, it can't be next week, but cause we're going to tease next week later, but, uh, Oh my okay. God. Yeah, we got to. Um, so, uh, we're, we're back at my place and we're talking and you know, we're, we're, uh, it, it, it's, it, things are progressing nicely. And then, she starts crying and I'm like, Uh-oh. I'm like, Oh oh no, this is bad. This is very bad. And she's like, well, she's like, you paid for dinner. And so now I know that that means I'm going to have sex with you to thank you for paying for dinner. And I'm like, best of luck on future projects. 
Bye. Uh, never talk to her ever again. Except for, I did my one trick, like my one, like I'm a complete asshole trick. Okay. Uh, because one day, like years later, I saw her in a store. I saw her before she saw me. Mm-hmm. But I knew that she saw me. And so I, like, I didn't, like, I walked by and I was like, oh shit, that's her. So I kept going and I was like, I know she saw me. And within like two minutes, my phone, text goes off and she's like, oh, hey, I just saw you walk by. Hey. At, you know, insert store here. And so I did what I do uh, (laughs) when I want to power play somebody is I sent back a thing that said, oh, I'm afraid you have me at a disadvantage because I don't know who this is. Sent it back. And she sent me back. She's like, oh, it's it's me. You know, well, and I knew who it was because I recognized the number. Like I had taken, I had taken her out of my contacts. Like that night I took her out of my contacts. But... Like I, I knew the number, like I, I recognized the number because it was the only number like with that prefix in my phone. So I knew it was her, but I was like, I'm going to play this game because I'm going to be like, oh, I'm afraid you got me at a disadvantage because I'm, I don't know who this is. Your, your number's not in my phone. Your name's not in my phone. So she's like, oh, it's, it's me. Um, how's everything been going? You know, I uh, hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. No response. I just, I was just like, this is done. No response. Ghosted. So I guess I dodged that bullet uh, to go to to ride the train to Crazy Town. <laughs> uh, it seems though um, when when we were uh, when we were talking about this, um, I did do the due diligence. Uh, I looked her up on Facebook, as I'm one to do, because uh, I wanted to give you closure and follow up as to what's going on in her life now. Because I know you care. Okay. No, I do. Uh, she is married with a kid now. Uh, so she's she's living her best life. So it all worked out. Good for her. So Good it, for her. It, uh, I don't know if, uh, speaking of untreated mental health issues, I don't know. I'm assuming that she got the, the help that she needed, talked to the person that she needed to, because she seems well-adjusted right now. Um. But uh, I'm going to send you her name so you can look her up if you want. Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to screenshot her profile so that you can you can see. Um, yeah, she's got she's got two kids, I guess, and a giant ass dog. Um, I'm going to send you this picture of her and who I believe to be her husband, who I am much better looking than him. I just want that noted for the record. Uh, no, you're always uh, you're better looking than most people. Let oh, thanks, man. Let the record face reflect. for face for radio though. Yo, that's true. Uh, she's the one on the right in the picture. In case there's a doubt, she's she's on the right. So, do you want to hear mine? Yes, absolutely. So, this is actually more of a, an almost took a job story. Ooh. So I was. Uh, Working at a fast food uh, chicken chain that doesn't open on Sundays. Oh, I don't know where that is. And I 
was quite unhappy. Uh, new owner or new operator, because, you know, it's a privately owned company and they let people operate their stores. Um, and I was like, I was just unhappy. The guy and I didn't get along. Uh, the people I had worked with that I enjoyed working with were all leaving. Like, it was very much kind of an office space situation of like, Every day I woke up was the worst day of my life. <laughs> That's not a good place uh, to be. So there was a, a fat, not, not like a fast food pizza chain, but you always kind of see it in malls, the pizza chain that's in food courts a lot. Yeah. Sabaros, yeah. Yeah. And the owner there, the, I don't know what the hell he was called, store manager or whatever, oh, like they had an assistant manager position open, and he was like, well, hey, why don't we talk about that? And you would come work here and i was like uh, in the back of my head i was like that's such just a lateral move it was literally two doors down and not like the band three doors yeah. down because then that would be okay if yeah you, so we, we kind of talked doors. about it and i told him i was like man you know if i get a new job i think i'm like trying to get out of here like I, you know i don't want to do food service anymore i'm just I'm, I'm trying to like get out of the mall like because I was 20, I was either 23 or 24 at this point. And uh, so, you know, we, we talked about that for a little bit. And he was like, all right, I completely understand. I'm not joking. Within less than two months of that, uh, he'd been fired. The other manager I knew had been fired. The person they, like, basically they got a new district manager. And he came in and cleaned house at like all the stores to basically just kind of like assert himself, I guess, and fired everyone Yikes. aside from like the hourly workers. And it was funny because one of the guys that worked there, uh, the day he got fired, got a plaque in from the corporate office talking about how good of a job he'd been doing. And it was like an excellence award. And they like sent him like a $300 bonus check. Oh, so it was like sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so fun fact, Scott Cox, there's that guy that I just totally, ah, that got the plaque and everything. Nice. Um, is, it that, is that that friend of his that can't do math? No, 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 no. Different guy. Different I, guy. I do not like that guy. Me and that guy still so, don't get along. So yeah, we just, uh, like, you know, I was at Chick-fil-A still every day was the worst day of my life, <laughs> but, uh, I was like, man, I would have worked at the mall. And then gotten fired six weeks after I started that job. Yeah, that would have been that would have been real bad. Bullet dodged. Yeah, near miss. Uh, I got a job one that I just found out about like recently, like this week. I didn't realize it was a bullet dodged until just now. Okay. So uh, at one point in my illustrious giant resume. Uh, I worked for a, I'm going to be very vague, um, because this isn't necessarily super public knowledge yet. And I'm probably going to get in trouble from the person who told me this because I know they listen to the show. Um, I worked for a, a quick care place, you know, it's a chain of quick care clinic, like walk-in clinic places. And, um, like while I worked there, uh, they, I, I, I frequently, um, 
he might be. <laughs> um, while I worked there, I commented frequently, like, man, they waste so much money. They are, they like, they are just like, they throw money around like it's nothing. Like, I'm shocked by like what they're like, oh no, just go use the company card for and pay, pay for it. And who cares? Like, just submit a receipt and the company will pay for it. It doesn't matter. Here's how you, uh, screw the company out of more money. Like, they actively taught you how to get the company to spend more for you. Like, uh, it was a marketing position. And it involved a lot of travel. So what you would do is like there were some times where you'd go overnight to places and you would get a hotel room and they would be like, yeah, you can pick whatever hotel you want. Like there's no range, like no price range. It's just like pick where you like to go and that's fine. So there was no difference between going to like the the $49 Motel 6 special versus the, you know, $170, you know, whatever room, like Hilton Gardens room. Like, as long as you submit a receipt, they don't care. They really? Would, they would just pay it. It was insane. Like, I always felt bad because, like, when I would travel with somebody, um, like, we, in the company, like, we would do, um, like, like when I did my training and then when I, like, we would go somewhere, like, it was like, you guys go to this market and do something there. Like, we would get a hotel room, and, like, we would each get a hotel room, and I would be like, yeah, I'm fine with whatever, and they're like, let's go to this one. And it's like it's like a $130 a night room, and I'm like, are, are you sure? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. No, don't worry about it. The company pays for it. You just got to keep your receipt. Okay. Um, you know, as part of the uh, the training unofficially, uh, they taught you how to, um, uh, like, get your food bills because you had like a certain amount of you had a certain per diem uh for out of town meals like when you traveled and they would teach you like how to manipulate it so that you could get the most out of it it was was like so much craziness and i'm like man they waste so much money and i'm like oh yeah you know this place you know uh, this place wants to spawn like wants us to sponsor whatever I don't necessarily know that it's, it's a good idea. They want to spend, you know, they want us to spend like a hundred dollars on whatever. And my boss would be like, yeah, let's not do that. Why don't you just go to Kroger and buy like $70 worth of candy and give it to them. Huh? And I'm like, Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just go, you know, use your card and, um, you know, buy, you know, 60, $70 worth of candy. And that way it's not the full hundred, but you know, you're doing, you're doing something. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still $60 more than we should probably spend. No, no, just, just do it so that, you know, you'll look good that you're giving them a bunch of candy. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, like it was, there was a lot of wasteful, wasteful spending. And so I'm like, I said, you know, I, I just don't see how they're going to maintain being in business for that long, like much longer if they keep doing it this way, because I, I, I see their sales numbers, their sales numbers are not great. Uh, definitely not for what they're spending outwards for like advertising or promotion stuff, like just wasteful waste on, on like, like, um, you know, I would, when they talk about like pens, like promo pens and they come in boxes of like 
100. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll take, you know, a box or, or two because, you know, I give away pens a lot. So probably two boxes will go me for a while. And my boss would go in behind me and change it instead of like two boxes, he'd put six. And instead of, you know, one box of this, he would put five. And so like I would get a ton, like they would go in and they would just order so much stuff. And I'm like, it's just going to sit in my car for a while because I'm not going to give all that stuff away for a while. Well, yeah, but just do it once. Then when you need more, you just, you just email this guy and tell him that you need another few boxes of pens. And then that way you're fine. And it's like, yeah, but I don't need to spend the money to buy or to get or to order six boxes of pens. But, it, but they did. So, um, you know, they were, they were not one of the, uh, quick, quick care clinics to do COVID testing. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, some of them did like some, some urgent cares, some quick cares, you can go in and get a COVID test there. Uh, like there's one in town here that does it. Uh, one company that does it, uh, that company didn't. And I found out that, um, as of like a month and a half after stuff started to shut down, uh, they fired every marketing person. Yeesh. Uh, and there are several, um, there are several of their locations that are on the, the near future chopping block that will not last. And, uh, they're probably, if I had to guess, uh, before the end of the year, they're going to be down to probably less than half of the number that they had when I worked there. Um, Jeez. not too long ago because they are really hurting bad. Um, and so I dodged that bullet by leaving when I did going to, uh, work for another place, um, that, that, uh, does not have that same problem. So, um, yeah, I found out that they, they've fired, like, like I would have been fired two months ago. Well, bullet dodged. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, that, uh, that for sure, um, that for sure was a, uh, was some, uh, bullet gymnastics. That was like bullet parkour. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, I saw it coming. I was like, there's, this isn't sustainable. Like this business model is not sustainable. Um, like for example, I'll give you an example. Um, like promo t-shirts, right? Like the, um, the, the home office was, is about four, three or four hours, uh, from where I live now, about three, probably four hours. I would, I would be told regularly to make a trip to the home office to pick up like two things and then come back, spend an entire day driving down, coming back to pick up like two things, like every couple weeks and use the card to pay for the gas and stuff and all of that rather than like have somebody who's closer get it. And then bring it or mail it, which would have been cheaper, 
but just a, so much, so much wasted money. So I saw it, I saw it coming, but, uh, I said, I don't like the, I predicted in the beginning, I said, if they're not doing COVID testing, they're going to be, they're going to have half of the number of, of locations by the end of the year. And they've already started chopping some of them. So maybe ahead of schedule of what my prediction was. So not, not a happy bullet dodged and also not a happy, like I told you so, cause I don't want to see him go out of business because you know, they were, they were good to me. Uh, but, um, yeah, just, just very poor, very poor business structure and very poor financial awareness. Bless you. Maybe. Yeah. Thank you. That was a sneeze. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. A small one. I thought that I should have muted it. That's on me. How dare you and our to have our listeners hear you sneeze like you're a I human know, being. I know. I know. Um, so I have another one about a spot I almost moved to. Okay. Still here in illustrious downtown, historic downtown Lexington, Kentucky. There it is. Um. You know, I had a roommate at the apartment complex I still live in um, for a couple years, and then he was moving out. And I was kind of debating, like, and I decided to look at this complex just kind of down the street, like literally the next stoplight down. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I knew people that had lived there. I knew they were pretty decent. I knew that they were quiet and fairly cheap. So I was like, all right, I, I, I could do this. So I go, I look at it, and they tell me the price. It's kind of a little more than I wanted to pay. And then I found out that they were running the deal here for a one-bedroom to be 525 which is insane given the location it is. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to – I'm just going to stay, stay here. So little – Little did I know, a year after I moved in at that location, I would have had to turn around and move again. It got bought. They were remodeling all the apartments and putting in hardwood and, like, new appliances and stuff. And rent was going up by $330 a month. Dang. It was literally going from a little less than 600 to over $900 a month. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. So, uh, stayed here. I've been in the same apartment now for five. It'll be, yeah, I just signed my sixth lease. So it'll be six years when my lease is up next year. Okay. Yeah. You've been there uh, for a minute. Yeah. It's been a while. Not unlike the stain song. It's been a while. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think we're at that point where I think we're kind of worn out our welcome. I don't have any other real uh, fun bullet dodging stories. I covered work. I covered uh, personal life. Um, uh, covered work and where I live. Yeah. So uh, Here's a bullet that I dodged. Uh, about a year ago at this time, I was on this podcast. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to not. Never mind. That's a joke. That's a joke. Love you guys. That's a joke. None of them are going to listen to it anyway. That's a joke. But, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that the light is flickering, which means our studio time is about done. Uh, it's the two minute, the three minute warning. Yeah, did somebody say three <laughs> minutes? Uh, so before they come and interrupt our gay, not gay wedding, not wedding. Uh, I want to make a, I want to make a, uh, just a quick, Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, hanging out with us. Uh, please, uh, like and, uh, rate our show in, uh, in iTunes comment, uh, leave us a review, uh, rate us on Facebook, rate us wherever you listen, uh, share it with a friend is the, the with a friend with benefits if you want Ha-ha. um you know that's the best way for us to continue to uh keep making episodes uh keep doing fun stuff uh we've got some really really fun things and i know i say it all the time i hate it when people do this uh but we literally like we legit have things on the books uh things that are booked uh that we're going to be doing that are really really fun uh, that I think you guys are really going to love. And the best way for us to be able to continue to do that is, you know, give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review, share, share our, uh, our show with somebody, uh, that you think would enjoy it. Uh, that's all we ask. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to echo everything you said. Uh, yeah. If you guys could go, uh, subscribing is a huge plus. Um, rating is a huge plus. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Just don't tell our family about us. Yeah, please Um, don't. Please don't. Especially after some of the stories I just told. Please don't. Or some of the other ones we've told. Um, Yeah. And, you know, as always, thank you for support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing along with us. If you have an incredibly weird phone call you want us to make. Yes. We'll still do it. We We will still do it. Um, yeah, we've got, uh, we've, we've hopefully got some, uh, we make the call calls for you coming up. Uh, and next week, (laughs) next week is the triumphant return of a segment that you love. You might not love it after next week because I've picked out one and you might not love it, Uh but the listeners love it. It's it's been one of our uh, highest rated and most requested for a return segments that we've ever done. Features I don't like calling them segments, so features maybe. The triumphant return of jail mail. Yes. One week from now. A uh, if you're unfamiliar with jail mail, uh, I'm going to tell you. Brace yourself. Buckle up. It is a real-life letter, in this case, email, uh, iheartstamos at gmail.com, a real electronic message from a real inmate who is in a real correctional facility. Some of them are jails. Some of them are prisons. Um, yeah, yeah, let me tell you right now. You do not want to miss next week's jail mail. Uh, it Hell is yeah. it is a freaking doozy. So be ready. Um, the return of jail mail. It's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be as satisfying uh, to the other person as when you drop the soap actually in jail. <laughs> it's going to be good. So. Uh, 
stay tuned for that next week. We got more uh, stuff coming up this year. It's going to be a fun ride, man. It's going to be a fun ride. Please join us. And uh, until then, thank you for being our friends with benefits. <laughs>